0: It is me the Magically Gabby Machine and I am here to introduce a real banger of an episode of Sauce Talk. Dave Artman is here. If that somehow is not enough, I am proud to report that this episode might have the most talking about sauce in Sauce Talk history. So much of this show is about sauce. Also babysitting for some reason but it's okay I promise the sauce discussion carries. Plus two legitimately good blogs. In fact, the only real thing this episode is lacking is a joke at the end of the intro. Happy listening.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we're back yet again. It's going to be another great episode of Sauce Talk. Who's excited? Raise your hands out there if you're excited. Oh, our guest on the other line, he's excited. Friends, it's Dave Artman. How are you doing, Dave?
0: Hey, good. Hey, everybody. Hi, John. Oh, great to be here.
1: It is great to be here. Where would you rather be? There's no place. All you got to do is just hang out in your house all the time and have <laughs> lots of fun, right? Yeah. 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 My, I, my favorite place. It's the only place. Uh, And while you're there, you can have lots of delicious treats. Hey, Dave, eat anything good lately?
0: You know, John, I have. Um, You know, we were uh, pretty worried about our favorite restaurants closing. And, you know, a lot of restaurants have closed. It's true. Uh, Yeah, but there is one sort of like our neighborhood restaurant that we love, uh, it's run by a couple that moved up from San Francisco a few years ago. Um, they reopened and we had uh a salad that we first had last year. Uh it is a peach burrata salad. Oh boy. Yeah, and so you know, very classic, like hot summer, late summer mm-hmm. salad. Um, peaches um have burrata, like burrata like I didn't know what that was before, but it's you know it's, it's sort of like a mozzarella type cheese. Uh, maybe a little bit looser. Um, the kicker of it was, uh, oh yes, radicchio, and then pistachio salsa verde, which is like—I
1: have not uh, encountered pistachio salsa verde, but I, n- I neither had like I. Fr- yeah, neither had I. I. I love it. both it like, sides of it, so this sounds great, though.
0: Yeah, it was like a pesto with obviously pistachios, um, some herbs. Um, I don't know which one, like surely, surely parsley and, but it's something else, you know, some sort of vinegar or something like a little bit acidic, salt, and, and then something like, I think I had mint and then something like with a little bit of spice to it, like a little bit of heat. And it was just delicious. And they won't give me the recipe.
1: <laughs> but I've, <laughs>
0: but I've, I've been Googling and I've come up with different variations, but haven't found it. But that is like. I think for Adele and me and I also it's it was like maybe the one of the best things we've eaten in like several years.
1: Nice, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's not only great when that happens, but it is especially great when you find it within yourself to like step out of the situation and and recognize it, even if it's later. That like you know what I don't eat things that good very often. And no, like that's, yeah, that was a special thing. Like, did you know it when you were having it? That like oh, my God, this is incredible?
0: We, well, we see it on the menu, and it's, it's kind of a the restaurant. They serve like, you know, they have, like, some pizzas. They have, like, some hamburgers. They have, like, a sandwich. And those and They're just constant. And then they have just, like, on the side of chalkboard, like, kind of whatever they put together that's in season. And he's, like, a cook, and she's a pastry chef. And so, and everything they make is, you know, very fresh, you know, from, like, the farmer's market that's, like, you know, like 10 blocks away or something, mm-hmm. and and um, whatever they source. But uh, but yeah, when we saw they we were like, well, that sounds good. And then we tried it. We first tried it, I guess it was a year or two ago. Um, but yeah, and then they have it every summer and sort of thing. Like I, I took pictures and I started sending to, <laughs> to my coworkers because you, you know, the, you find like a new restaurant that you like
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you're like, I want other people to know about this. Like, one, I, except I don't want it to be busy, but I want other people to know about this. So it doesn't close.
1: Yeah, we have to quickly get to like a yeah. critical mass of me and yeah. twelve other people just plowing through there. Yeah,
0: exactly. You gotta get the word out. So I sent it to my boss, who's a big foodie, and a few other people. It's like I sent them the picture of the peach burrata salad. Like, I gotta try this place. <laughs> yeah. Ha- but uh, you know, happy ending. They're they're not closed, and and we'll have to try. It. I have to try it this weekend. Maybe they have the peach burrata salad back. It is uh,
1: mildly guilt-inducing but there is a mexican restaurant Hmm, i should not be fucking with this so much while i'm trying to do this there's an edit point yeah new microphone i can tell little. oh okay no yeah there it is this is dave said no it's official we got a no edit podcast here for the whole rest of the way everything's riding out and out and it's going to be an especially interesting one First time using this new microphone. I guess technically on one of these Zoom calls, but that's the real test. I did use this for the podcast with Gina, but much easier to just drop the thing in the room and make sure we're doing it. But now, this is all staying in. Okay, I'm messing with the gain on the back. I should stop doing that. Here's my point. There's a restaurant in my neighborhood, a Mexican restaurant, and they've got, it's like two concepts in one, I guess it's, In one building, but two spaces. So there's like a fancy sit-down Mexican restaurant, and then there's like a that's on one side. You have to like choose which one you go into. And then the other side is there's a big patio out front, and then there's a big bar inside, and it's more like tacos and chips and margaritas Uh and stuff. You can fucking get... I, I like the less fancy one to begin with. But then, I don't know if you heard, we started having a fucking pandemic. And all of a sudden, the, the casual one with the giant patio out front got real popular. And right. the one that was illegal to operate got very unpopular. <laughs> and so uh, they had a big announcement recently where they're like, we're, we're done with the uh, fancy sit-down place. That's not going to reopen. But... We're converting that into an even more casual place that is going to, like, have its own patio and, uh, uh, like, a lot of, like, grab-and-go food. And I think I think part of their plan is they want to sell a lot of empanadas. And it's just like I'm mm-hmm. just I'm the beneficiary of these people's bad news. Although I guess what it really is is they just see everybody around here is exactly like me. They like the casual place. They don't like the sit-down place, and so now they just want nothing but that. They're going to build a new patio on the side of the building so they can start operating immediately. I think it's going to be a dream to have so close to my house.
0: So, is this the same restaurant?
1: It is owned by the like, same it was people. It two different yeah, they different restaurants. They, I mean, oh, okay, okay. They they called it two different restaurants, but it was they just I, I don't know if they bought or rented this building or I assume they just rented this building and then split it down the middle and put. Things on each side. It was always it's always been a little awkward. Like when you go in and you the the, the host or hostess is like the only person who works for both restaurants. And so yeah, like you'd go in and you'd be like, right. Do you want to go to the fancy pants or do you want to go to the bar? And do do
0: like, they just kind of like, like does the host or hostess? They just like kind of look at like like how you're dressed. Yeah. Like are you are you wearing a suit? Like I walk in you're like, on oh, this oh, side. It's <laughs> all yeah. sloppy oh, Johnny I know where this <laughs> Exactly.
1: You don't, you don't own an iron, do you? I'll take you to the car. We'll get you some chips. But uh, either way, us, uh, us sloppy johnnies have won out, and we're going to be rewarded for a bad behavior. Although, of course, the real bad behavior would have been if people had kept going to the fancy sit-down restaurant during the pandemic.
0: That's a no-no. Yeah,
1: don't be doing that. Uh, either way, uh, your dish uh, sounds fantastic, and I think... I think in a lot of ways this may also fully qualify as a sauce you have brought to the table.
0: That is my sauce, yeah. Yeah. So That's the, that's the sauce I have today.
1: I think that's very reasonable, and it sounds really good. I, I, I'm glad to have it. I always like to put the, uh, the name of the sauce in the title of the episode. Do you have a specific name for this sauce? What would you call it?
0: Oh, God, I think I think on the menu it's just pistachio salsa verde. Okay. Um,
1: I think if you're scrolling through Sauce Talk on your podcast app of choice, I think you get down there and you're like, ooh, pistachio salsa verde. That's an episode I need to listen to. That sounds fucking
0: great. I'll, I'll go through my, like, Google photos from, like, two or three years ago when I first took the picture, and I'll see if I can find it for you.
1: If you can that'd be great. I just, I normally I do have a policy where I Google whatever the sauce phrase is, and mm-hmm. then the shittiest picture that comes up I click on and then I do a weird save as without going to the site so I get an especially poor quality <sighs> version of it and that's what I put on the SoundCloud. So okay, well I don't do I don't that, want to
0: avoid well, I don't want to violate policy.
1: I don't know if I'm getting a picture of pistachio salsa verde. I don't know. Maybe I'm out of the loop. Maybe everybody. Maybe if you go to Costco, it's just ten gallon drums of pistachio salsa verde. But where I shop, we have not we've not had that so far.
0: Yeah, I think if you Google, you'll just come up with a picture of a food processor or something. Yeah,
1: and that's that's not what I want to put out there. So I, I would very much appreciate a uh, picture if I could acquire such a thing from you. Our next topic is a big one. This is this one's been a long time coming. There's a little bit of backstory. Uh, friend of the podcast, Babs Myers, in recent weeks. It's been it's been a while. I haven't been recording the most regularly, and it didn't come up naturally in the last couple episodes or however many it's been. But she uh, knows people who live in Japan because she used to live in Japan, and I don't know if it's somebody she knew or if it's and just an Instagram account she followed but she sent me a picture of a special vending machine in Japan you know how the people in Japan love their vending machines and it has nothing as one product sauce the whole thing is full of sauce all it's got is jars of sauce
0: like what what kind of sauce any sauce or just sauces
1: It's all weirdly translated into English. So they're like fruit sauce and healthy sauce and stuff like that. It looks incredible. I love that so much. It's very reasonably priced. But I don't have a lot of other information like where this is in Japan or what. I guess what I really want to do. I want a I want a blue sky. You know that you know the term blue sky. We just think about like the best possible version. You don't worry about constraints. You don't worry about practicality. You start with how good could a sauce vending machine be? So to begin with, would you would you buy sauce from a sauce vending machine? Oh yeah. Okay. I'm glad, now if you said no, oh, yeah. I, it would have been okay, and I would have said. Great. Do you have anything you'd I would like probably to plug? S- and we just end the show. But so I would I probably
0: spend a lot of money in a sauce vending machine.
1: So that brings us to the natural second question. Where would you like to encounter a sauce vending
0: machine?
1: <laughs> uh, How good could this go? Where Where should this be?
0: I mean, this is weird, but so I'm thinking back to, like, if there's anything similar in Taiwan, you come across, like, Strange, strange shit. Let's be honest. Sure. Uh, I, I can imagine, like, if I was in Taiwan, that would be in a train station.
1: If you buy sauce in a train station, does that mean you're putting it in your backpack to take it home, like on the way home from work?
0: Or does does it to, mean, like, you
1: bought uh, the Taiwanese version of a hot dog or a slice of pizza.
0: Yeah, yes, you're exactly right. You're buying, like, essentially like a bento okay. at like. Like, the 7-Eleven or, like, you know, it was like some guy's cart. But, of course, like, for the train ride, to be convenient, you know, they have, they'll have, like, a... And I'm just imagining this. Like, this is, like, you know, it's been a long time since I've been there. But, like, it feels like this is what they should have. You know, if I was to have a sauce vending machine, that's where I'd put it. There's the question, where would I put it? Where would I want it? I, I, where would you think it would be?
1: I, I want to start with where we'd the best possible the be, the best possible version like where would you most like to see one and i think that makes sense especially in in this situation would there be like multiple places nearby where you could purchase a bento
0: yeah totally you know like similar to like a food yeah. court or something yeah I, so like a food court cafeteria um
1: I think that makes a lot of sense. I like that idea a lot of if you could establish yourself as like a good brand for a sauce and like everybody knows like Artman sauces, those are the fucking good ones. And then mm-hmm. you just start planting them next to places where there's like several different mediocre foods around. And like right, oh, the right. bentos are fine, but you know what you do? You go over there and get that and then you go to the fucking Artman sauce thing.
0: Right, right. Get get your like you go for the cheap two dollar bento don't don't bother about the four dollar one yeah no and need then to go with your sauce at the vending machine yeah now yeah
1: this is this is a great concept and I'm excited to think about executing it in American markets as well I don't now we don't have to necessarily follow the model of the original Japanese uh, sauce vending machine I think they were full bottles of sauce.
0: Like, like tiny ones or no, like, like, like normal like size? like 12 ounces of size. <laughs> like a bottle Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> <So apparently, laughs>
1: I think it says a lot that we immediately said, that doesn't make any sense. No. Obviously, don't do that. <laughs> then it really just is. Why not stop at the sauce machine on your way home to make That's food? Right. But don't go to the honey. grocery store because I guess it's only if you already have all the other ingredients.
0: Right? It's like, honey, you forgot the ketchup. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. just... But don't. <laughs> we didn't
1: need. We we didn't need fucking cheese, and we didn't need uh, <laughs> some rice. All we needed was the ketchup. Yeah, whole
0: bottle of Heinz fifty seven
1: or healthy sauce. Um, healthy sauce. But yeah, I think I think that is a fantastic execution obviously it is like this. there is difficulty here because this is truly dependent on your sauce being excellent like you will want people to say I will choose to make a second stop because I know the sauce is so good and in general like when you have a vending machine your angle is convenience not our product is superior right but if this, if, I mean, if, if if you make the sauce work, boy, can you get this out there in a lot of places?
0: And you're thinking like one single brand of sauce.
1: Well, yeah, but I, I, I'm thinking that everybody knows that Artman sauces are the best sauces. Mm-hmm. But you've got, let's say, ten different sauces in there, and so and because part of it is, we want people to be like, well, I guess I can just have. A, the the cheap mediocre bento every day because I'll get a different sauce every day of the week. There'll this just be five like different great, ones I like.
0: This just sounds like a great business plan.
1: I, I I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, in in the United States, I mean, I think this a similar sort of thing. It's but I'm especially thinking of like. Like like the same the same sort of place, like a subway station. Like for for one thing, right there, imagine you you. Well, what about this? Maybe the maybe we're too limited. Maybe we take on subway, and we say subway, you got some good concepts, but your sauces are not as good as they could be. All we sell are sauces intended to go on Subway sandwiches, but they're all better, and then we get these things fucking outside of every Subway we can do it.
0: Right, right.
1: And so, like, half the time, it's like, oh, it's a, it's, we're, like, there's a Subway at the train station, but Subway won't sell us the space, but the guy next door fucking will. And so we just, he's like, I'll just get some extra money from having this, uh, shitty little machine in my shop.
0: So you do, like, the, the chipotle, like, cream chipotle sauce, but, like, deluxe style?
1: All we have to – you know what? I think if you're – like, obviously, it's difficult to start a business. Everybody says – any sort of food business, restaurant business, you expect to fail. I think if you're going in and you're like, all we have to do to succeed is make sauce better than Subway, I think, I think that is a better-than-average proposition.
0: Yeah, I, I can imagine. You know, if you just even put it by like the chip, vending, or just the vending machine sells chips, like, and you throw some nacho cheese in there. You know, someone buys their Doritos. You know, they're going to take like they're going to take the subway. Like, you shouldn't eat on the subway, really, but you know, people are going to, and like, oh yeah, I got some Doritos. Here, have some have some nacho cheese with that.
1: Now, that that is a concern because we are we are so dependent with this business on like people liking us. It's possible we're gonna get a bad reputation because <laughs> shitheads are gonna take our product on the subway and just spray it everywhere. Right, right. Like, that right. will reflect poorly upon us when it occurs.
0: Can imagine like a mini can of cheese whiz and then you know, a oh. bunch of kids like eleven year olds having cheese whiz fights on the bus or something.
1: I think it's just another another place we have to elevate the quality again it's got to be such good cheese whiz that those kids yeah. start to spray. It they're like, "No way!" And it all— I'm not wasting that. Enough. It's yeah. too good. I can't be yeah. throwing this down on the floor. I—I I think this is doable. Okay, now I want to reset. That's off the table. I want sauce vending machines. I guess this is what it really is. You watch—you watch any of these cooking shows? One of the more impressive things they come out with is like, "Oh, I got." You know, whatever ingredient I got this, you know, fancy ass fish two ways or three ways. And that's what's really impressive is you've done multiple different things with it. I think we should try to get through sauce vending machine three ways. I'll give you the second and we'll work together on the third. I think sauce vending machine as a concept in general buffalo wild wings or the equivalent. Are you familiar, you know the fucking, uh, the, the Coke vending machine at the movie theaters? Now, if you want to argue this is a vending machine, I'm not interested. I'm talking about the Coke dispenser at the movies that's got, like, the computer screen, and you can mix it, that that with like the, sauce.
0: The new, like the new fancy kind? Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: I want that, but with sauce, at a wing place style like and Buffalo Wild Wings, everybody can fucking fight with me They can all bid against each other, see who gets this concept. You go in there, you get uh, – maybe you could just – you have the option. Obviously, you can just order normal stuff. But you have the option to get your wings just totally bare, and then you go through the machine. Maybe even – you know how like uh, Quiznos and places used to have the little oven where you're – right just go through maybe right. you can use the machine from like the keyboard <laughs> from the outside and then you watch your wings go through and you can like specify now you guys just mix the sauces we're not doing like 40% of your wings are this and then that we got to got to mix everything up uh-huh i think i, I think that's
0: think, brilliant i can yeah. i can imagine like controlling like the levels of sauce
1: yeah and i'm yeah. especially envisioning i know that like they all these wing places or whatever have lots of different uh heat levels on stuff but i don't i don't believe those are intrinsic i'm sure they just have some chemical they add that makes it spicier they take it back out and now it's less spicy and so i love the idea of for each in like you could just take the lemon pepper and then move the gauge to where it goes there's just like a slider for how spicy and that's for every single sauce on the menu
0: sort of like a sauce dj a little bit
1: oh oh yep and, yeah i the d j concept is incredible i i think you may have to use a turntable <laughs> like you have to you have to spin, turn your hand spin something faster or slower that's like what's ups and downs the amount you oh uh, also we could do just general amount of sauce since you're doing the vending machine so this is yeah this is a total different way of looking at it but i think i think this would no i obviously this is a post covid society. Who knows? Right, right, I mean, right. Everybody gets to fuck around with the sauce inside the restaurant. Twenty twenty four, but that just means we have plenty of runway. We got lots of, we need a lot of venture capital up front because it's going to take us a while to get to market. But that's okay.
0: I'm just thinking, this is a little bit like Willy Wonka meets Buffalo Wild Wings.
1: I, I, I don't want to limit like, if, uh, if Wingstop wants to jump up, and they, they want to outbid Buffalo Wild Wings, I'm more than happy. Or maybe they both recognize that it's to their mutual benefit that this should just be in every wing store in the country. Mm-hmm. Everybody can just fucking buy one of these machines from me. I don't give a shit. I want the money, and I want so to go owners. to the restaurant.
0: Yeah, you, you can, like, rent them out for parties, you know, like uh, backyard parties. You know, maybe, you know, may,
1: maybe that's where it starts. Maybe, yeah. we, maybe we do a Kickstarter And we start selling these machines, and then they got they got like fucking inflatable tires on them, so you can wheel them into your backyard, or you can take them out to the lake, and then you're like just fucking grill up your wings and throw them in this shit, and it goes through the grill.
0: Oh boy, that'd be hit at the block party.
1: And then and we fuck them on the sauces. It looks real cheap. there at the machine, and you're like. Wait a minute, I gotta buy like thirty-five <laughs> bags of weird goo to put in the machine. That's, that right. that's what that's where we got, right.
0: yeah. use use like the, the, the razor model and where people yep. like pay like billion dollars for the little cartridges <laughs> you pay for sauce cartridges.
1: Yeah. Like, hey, I'm reload just going you the machine. You just kept keep fucking buying my weird bags of goo. Yeah. Okay, so we have Two completely different takes on the sauce vent now and again is the sec- now, the second one is unquestionably a sauce machine. It's not as much of a sauce vending machine as the first one but I'm not interested in that concern because it's such a good idea such an easy money maker. no one steals this. I think for our final one I want to stay true to the original concept. I want to sell full bottles of sauce out of a vending machine. If you start with that, we have that limitation going in, that we want a a machine that sells sauce, and it can't be it squirts them on wings, and it can't be you get a little packet thing that you put on something else that you buy elsewhere. What is the best way (laughs) to sell full bottles of sauce out of a vending machine? And we're, like, if, if if we have that as a business model, where should these machines go? What kinds of sauce should they be filled with? <laughs> you see, I mean, this, how does this original machine exist? I'm sorry, that part you're gonna have to edit, edit out. So, <laughs> is there a question for me? Is like. I, no, I mean this is a question for both of us. Okay, okay. If you honestly want a machine that sells full <laughs> bottles of sauce and you want and, and it's not a joke, you want to make money. Where are you putting the machine? What kind of sauce is it full of? I don't have a fucking clue. How does I, I, this I, exist I, once in the world? This does it, exist. Uh, this is in Japan. Somebody sent and, someone else a and, picture and then bad. And this it isn't me.
0: this isn't just like this isn't like some Modern art piece or something?
1: I don't think so. Okay.
0: Why? Why would I need a bottle of Heinz mustard? I've had one in my fridge for two years.
1: That is like it's in as a consumer. It's one of the great things about sauces, is that goddamn does a bottle of sauce last you a while. Uh, especially as you become like more of a connoisseur and you have a lot of sauces in there, and you're not just using. Like, when you're in college, you're like, oh, yeah, I just eat ketchup and ranch dressing every day. But then as you progress in your life, you have more and more kinds of sauce. And then all of a sudden, like, this little jar and this little jar, and you eat one of them every two weeks. And like you say, you've got your mustard bottle for three years.
0: I can think the only only way that would make sense is if it's actually catering to someone who maybe owns a restaurant. And... And, like, they, you know, they're in a place where there are a bunch of, like, small restaurateurs. And, you know, they're going to, like, restaurant A is maybe running out of ketchup. And, like, oh, crap, we got to ketchup for our fries. So they go to, no, I know, I'll go to the vending machine that has ketchup. I'll give a full bottle of ketchup.
1: So sometimes, you know how you go to a restaurant sometimes, and then uh, you're like, I have to go to the bathroom. And you go to the bathroom, and then you go in the back, and you're like, hey, this is one of those restaurants where, like, Four restaurants are sharing a bathroom back mm-hmm. here in this weird hallway. So you're saying in that in the weird bathroom hallway, we'll just right. put a machine full of sauce, and then if like if the if the brunch restaurant runs out of maple syrup, guess what? Go to the fucking uh, right. There's there's maple right. syrup in this, and if the Mexican restaurant runs out of, the, of salsa, they will go back there. They got some of that too.
0: Right. Come on, Billy. You know where the you know where the sauce vending machine is.
1: I I think that's strong. I, I think you're right. We have to focus on non individual, like locations where non individual consumption of sauce takes place. So I do like the idea of throwing a sauce machine in the parking lot of a tailgate.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: These are, this is a very different business model. It's really going to be like this year, our initial rollout can be uh, the southeast of the United States while they have college football games. It'll be a great opportunity to, for us to have very localized uh, environments so we can see everything since nobody else will be doing this, but we could just show up with these and it, it is, I don't
0: know. I can imagine you can make some money with that too. Like if you, if you had some sauces that were like, you know, labeled or named after like whatever team you're there to support or people are there to support.
1: Boy, it, and then you it's like, a, it's like a,
0: wheel it around and like, oh, I'll try that.
1: Yeah, five bucks, sure. It's a totally different concept, but I do like the idea. You fill the machine up, and there's two versions of every sauce, and one of them represents each team. And there's right. a counter on the top of the machine that shows. <laughs> and, and and by the way, we're just gonna fucking lie. It's always like like we could be in Tuscaloosa. And it'll be like oh, Florida's doing really well here. It's really yeah. close. Hope some people from Alabama Still buy one gone. of these things. Yeah. yeah, who can say? It's just so close. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of that bullshit, but I, I think I think that could be strong as well. Um, so that's my presentation. I'm looking for $200,000 for 10% of the business. How do you feel?
0: I think that's a strong idea. Sign me up.
1: Sign me Okay. Yeah. This is what we in the business refer to as an I'm oral not contract. Sorry. Nope, it is being recorded. Yeah. Sounds like you have definitely committed to giving me $200,000 for a non-existent business. Bad idea
0: by you. You're really, you except student loan debt. <laughs> yes.
1: I consider that I, I assume that will be canceled soon and somehow <laughs> I would profit by that being in my name. Uh, yeah, definitely gonna be great. Okay. Um I think it's time for our next segment. We're gonna this is this this podcast is called Sauce Talk. We talk a lot about sauces on this podcast, but in this episode that's the conc- now. Feel free to bring up sauces again. We are now moving beyond the sauce portion of the podcast. I feel like the sauce portion was longer than usual. It was kind of like the last twenty-five minutes. I hope the sauce fans out there, sauce heads, saucies, sauce boys, uh, whatever you call yourselves. I hope you hope you enjoyed that. But now we have a different topic entirely. We're gonna really dig in. Uh, this next topic is about babysitters.
0: Oh, okay. I can speak to that.
1: Yeah. So when you say you can speak to that, where do you start? So tell me about how you can speak to that.
0: Uh, I have, well, I don't have a baby anymore, but I have a. I have a kid.
1: Well, so, yeah, when I say babysitter, I all, all the times I remember being babysat, I certainly wasn't a baby because I don't remember much from that. So, uh, so, yes, we are certainly talking about really someone else coming in so someone coming into someone's home watching someone who can't watch themselves. So, um, you say you, you, you have a babysitter. Uh,
0: there's one. Yeah. We use, uh, couple. Yeah. A couple of people, I guess, you know, it's hard to sort of think the before times, but you know, a person we, we used recently cause, uh, we really haven't had much childcare since mid March. Sure. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I think we had two weeks at daycare. It just reopened, so I guess it's three now. But um, but we did use a babysitter a few times, uh, someone we know down the street. We know her family really well, and she's she's a responsible kid.
1: That's where I was going to start was, so in, let's say, just like 2019, 2020, that is still like word of mouth. Who did you hear from? That is still very much a, a good way to go getting a babysitter.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's how most people do it. You know, there are services you could use. Uh, um, we, our babysitters we used before were, uh, like actually teachers at, at Elvis's daycare.
1: Oh wow. That's nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, and they're, they're just so wonderful. Yeah. yeah that's great.
1: And so before mid March, how frequently would you say you, you hired someone, you, you hired
0: a babysitter? Um, maybe once a month, uh, maybe not that often. I don't know. Like, uh, you know, we had work events or we do date you know, have date nights. Um, maybe once a month. Yeah. Adele's a lot of work, like evening work events, like dinners and stuff we have to go to.
1: Did you enjoy going to those things?
0: I usually don't. Um, I consider anything, uh, I don't like if it's, you know, if I can't get away just wearing a hoodie, you know, it's it's like I don't really want to be there. It's like it's it's, cause it's all work, right? And for for what she does is, uh, um, it's a lot of, I don't want to say like political stuff, but it, it is a little bit. So you're on your best best behavior, I'll say.
1: Perhaps some glad handling taking place. Yeah, there's it's, a lot of that. It's better if the husband doesn't show up in a hoodie.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. You have to, to dress nicely, yeah. and and she's she's very active in a lot of organizations. Like, she is, uh, a, in a thousand different ways, a better person than I am. Um, but she's like involved in a lot of different charities, and and so we, so we go to a lot of dinners and stuff.
1: It certainly sounds nice, but it also sounds like you did sneak in some other date night things as well. Sure, it would not, yeah. It would not expressly be these. Would you always? What kind of notice do you have to give uh, a babysitter?
0: Um, you know, when Ellie's was a daycare, it wasn't much because you sort of just text a few people, and and someone says no, I'm I'm busy that night, but you know, ask somebody else, and it wasn't very hard.
1: That's very nice. Um, I have I have no recent experience. I've never hired. A babysitter, but as my general understanding, it is usually very difficult to like obtain the services, or I guess the expense. Uh, Did you consider it particularly expensive when you had to hire a babysitter?
0: Um, I think I think it's usually like twenty dollars an hour.
1: That doesn't seem bad at all. Yeah, I gotta say,
0: I I think a lot of parents are complaining to me
1: too much about the babysitter game.
0: I mean, it adds up. Um, you know, like, say you go to like the movies or something, you know, he spent like $20 on movies. He spent like $40 on popcorn and then like, I guess that math
1: gets rough when you start thinking about it. It's like, we'll just tack that onto the bill.
0: Yeah. But, but, you know, it's your, your kid. So, you know, you want someone who's going to take good care of her.
1: What if there was a kind of sauce that was good at babysitting and you could get it from a machine?
0: The kind of sauce that was going a babysit to get a machine. Yeah, then you could just go to just like a vending machine. Pick them up on the way home. Yeah, yeah,
1: like that kind of that you could put that machine anywhere. Instant money maker. Right. Um, let's switch gears entirely. Well, no, let's, let's switch gears halfway. Have you ever babysat?
0: I have, yeah.
1: Uh, tell me about that experience.
0: Uh, fine. As long as I remember, uh, high school neighbors um one had a baby baby um there's like 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 kids that were a few years younger than me to like kind of like you know young friends of mine almost
1: so when you were in high school like you specifically were the one in charge of a baby
0: yeah and that was really scary yeah And and it was just like literally the house next door um i think uh the neighbors, like the, the mom, uh, they'd already put the baby to sleep, um, you know, but I remember I, like, freaked out because it like, started crying. And I think I, like, like held it for a while. Um, but, you know, now I know I should just, like, let it cry. <laughs> I, remember, I remember they came home and I was, like, trying to, like, comfort the baby.
1: Um, did you consider yourself, like, a particularly responsible uh young adult when you were in high school
0: oh god no no
1: yeah i i i i i did consider myself a very responsible like 17 or 18 year old because i am a huge dork but also like i certainly did not take care of babies or and if i had been asked i think i would have said obviously bad idea it is impressive yeah. you went and did this
0: i'm well i like now i think back on it i'm like why did they ask me to do that? And because I, I know, you know, we have neighbors now, uh, you know, had neighbors before, but we have neighbors now, uh, who have kids and the parents are always like, you know, you know, Zoe is, you know, she's around to babysit. If you ever need help, you know, she's like seven, 16 or 17 now. It's like, sure, sure, sure. Like, I know my mom did not advocate for me for that. <laughs> and I did not, I did not ask to do it. Of course. Um, but, for some reason, they, they asked me, and, like, obviously, they were, like, had something to do, and someone had canceled on them, right?
1: <laughs> like, who the hell else do we know? Yeah.
0: It's like, oh, there's the kid next door. Let's ask him.
1: There's that tall kid like, over there. Let's grab him and I'll see what happens. Exactly. I, that's, yeah. I
0: mean, that's absolutely what
1: happened.
0: Uh, <laughs> so those are the two times I and, and And so it's no, yeah, no coincidence. I'm sure it was for both my next-door neighbors, like, on either side.
1: As someone who has never hired a babysitter, and I would bet never will, but who knows? Uh, But I I have not done that, but I have watched a lot of 90s sitcoms. So I'm betting what happened is they had tickets to the ballet. Yeah. And the mom was like, Tim, we're fucking going. And then... Tim was like, oh, no, we don't got to hire. And it just made her more mad. And he was like, I'm getting a fucking baby. Like, it'll be a dog off the street before we don't go. And so, like, you were well up above on on the list, above the the dog on the street. But it was like, we're we're fucking going to the ballet, buddy.
0: Yeah. No, that's exactly what it was.
1: How about, uh, what is your history of having a babysitter? Do you know, do you? remember babysitters you had I don't think so
0: no I don't I mean I obviously remember having babysitters but I can't remember a babysitter oh I can remember one um yeah take that back and he also he was like uh he was my friend's like older brother he was like two two or three years older yeah
1: Um, how old were you when that was taking place?
0: You know, I almost feel like i got to think of what house we were in. Um, I must have been 10 or 11. Okay. Which I feel like, did I need a babysitter at that point? I mean, if you're 10, maybe I was younger. I I
1: have... I knew we were going to talk about this, and in thinking about it, I realized I can't really place the end of when I had somebody. Like, I don't know what age I reached, or my parents were like, he's fine. And again, I was the most responsible. So I'm sure whatever age it was, it was the earliest my parents could have considered it. I did have a sister four years younger, though, so I'm sure there's additional stuff with that where it's like, Johnny might be fine on his own, but are we really going to be like and also... You just run Chelsea and see what happens. That's that's obviously a very different question than right. can you just be in the house and not accidentally burn yourself to death? Um, I know that eventually. So I, I had the babysitter for however long I had the babysitter, and then eventually I had someone who I, I, I had someone who would just give me a ride, me and my sister, a ride home from school because my parents couldn't pick me up. And like in like when I was smaller, they'd be they'd like pick me up and like just be there until someone got home, and then eventually that was like just drop them off at the sidewalk and drive away.
0: Right. Um, yeah, I was just thinking like, did it matter? You know, I've got a, your parents got a babysitter whether it was during the day or night? Because now I'm thinking back with this 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 guy in particular. Um, yeah, I can only remember him being in our house at, at in the evening. So maybe maybe in the day it was just me and my sister. And at night if we had to, like, you know, get ready for bed or something or so make sure we did our homework.
1: I think that was definitely a thing. Yeah, I think it was that uh, at, at some point, like, like there was – you can just be at home and then wait for someone to get there and to be around, or you will need someone there with you because no one's going to be at home until like nine o'clock tonight. Right, right. And and those were were correctly seen as very different situations. So you remember one person who uh, was your babysitter. Uh, Do you still know that person in any sense?
0: Uh, Yeah, a little bit, I I actually spoke with him second year of law school he's a he's a lawyer out in new york wow yeah his that's weird yeah no our families like were were kind of close uh he and my dad were like we're partners so um and and like his brother was my like best friend in like fifth sixth grade or something
1: um i can i'm sure i had more than Three people who who took on any of these roles, babysitting wise, as we've discussed. But I can specifically remember three. Uh, There was one person who, when I was was very small, and like, I'm and I mean I'm sure that meant Chelsea was like a baby, so it was like we got to get the hardcore good babysitter. Uh, I remember someone who, was I'm sure was a high school student. Came over and I had an uh, an NES, and she just like was like, "Oh, do you have Tetris?" And I went and found Tetris, and she like played Tetris and wouldn't talk to me the whole night. Which in my later days I respect so deeply because I literally can't imagine a better time than getting played to getting paid to play Tetris. Okay. It sounds incredible. I'm uh, very jealous of that person. I have I have no existing connection to her i don't think i'm sure i could like call someone who calls someone who calls someone if i was like i must talk to this person or i won't die no no connection though um and then there were two sisters who were much older than me who were like the people who watched my sister and i and they became the people who uh like would initially give us a ride home and then hang around until my parents got home and then eventually just one of them would give us a ride home Mm -hmm. and I had the biggest crushes on them and I'm sad to say now now perhaps you want to say that you had a big crush on your dad's partner's son and that was that was where this was going I thought we would discuss having crushes on our babysitters here but it sounds like you had you went you had a different different experience
0: I mean I'm sure there was like uh yeah, babysitter when I was younger that I did, you know, I had some little boy crush on or something, but uh but not that I remember. How was it in Avon? Did so did you so it sounds like you knew in addition to these these two siblings? Like you, you did you know your babysitters? Like were they family friends? Like how how did your how did your parents find them?
1: They I think it was probably what similar to what you're describing. they uh they they lived I would say like three blocks away okay very nearby and then I'm sure it was just the same sort of thing where like they just said, by the way, I have two dot like they're their parents right but we have two daughters and if you ever need babysitters because they we had the age gap that was necessary for like I'm sure it was probably the same age gap just them older uh but. Yeah, it was, I, I think about that now, and especially, like, I wasn't at those early ages. It, it, it all came later for me. I wasn't, like, the most popular kid, and so, like, my interactions with these people were such an enormous part of my life, and it was, it was important that I got to talk to them, and I think that they probably told me about movies and TV shows and cool things, mm-hmm. I, and so I, I'm appreciative of the work they did to make me into the extremely cool person I turned into. Do you, do you think you got anything from this guy who hung out with you?
0: You know, yeah, now that you're mentioning it, I can I can remember, and maybe you just remember the, the feeling like, you know, because he was watching us and, like, he was left in charge. My parents trusted him. You know, he was much cooler to, to me and us than... Then when I remember I was at his house and he was the jerk older brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. And I remember, I think I remember him like telling me stories like, uh, you know, about the higher grades, which he was like, you know, two years older than me or something. Um, but but at that point you look, look up to the big kids, if you will
1: yeah i i'm certain i have seen that as a plot line in any number of shitty kids tv shows where like you the kid sees their uh babysitter or whatever person out like when they're like when they're both like with their friends you're like (gasps) oh jennifer it's like who the fuck are you you fucking yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly immediately they're like i'm
0: sorry they're at the I mall, had to do about walking the, by yeah, the arcade, exactly. the Orange Julius shop.
1: Damn. Now you, you how do you feel about the Orange Julius?
0: Uh you know, I like I think I get one. I could I get one every like couple years or something. And like I always think I'm really gonna like it. And I'm like, it's kinda like frozen tang with like a little bit of oranges mixed in or something.
1: It's weird. You know what the secret ingredient in Orange Julius is? Is
0: it powdered milk? I just imagine it's powdered milk.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm sure that's in there as well. But there's also, like, an egg in there. Oh, is there? Yeah.
0: I'm just amazed it's its own, like, place, right? Like, like how is that your product? Like, I can see it on a menu, but, like. I don't this know. Is, if this was, is what we're committing to.
1: I don't know if it's still the case, but I know there was at least a time period
0: during which.
1: Uh, uh, Dairy Queen purchased like the license, to either either bought Orange Julius or bought the license, and so you could get something that they called an Orange Julius and that approximated an Orange Julius, but to my extremely knowledgeable tongue, was not an Orange Julius. You could buy that at Dairy Queen, and I, I recall going through a. Uh, m- at least two different Dairy Queens and getting an orange Julius and being like, "Nope, not the real orange Julius," and like, very satisfyingly, not
0: consuming it because it wasn't right.
1: Oh, so you guys, do you guys
0: have Dairy Queen in Illinois? I thought I thought they were just a West Coast thing.
1: Uh, yeah, there's Dairy Queen is, is prevalent throughout Illinois. We, we, it's it's in Minnesota as well, but much less prevalent. Okay. Um, I think because of the seasonal stuff. But, yeah, no, Dairy probably. Queen's in, like, every small town in Illinois.
0: Okay. <clears throat> there was one just, like, I don't know, 15 blocks from here. They just tore it down. They're building a Chase Bank.
1: Uh, that does not sound oh, like an upgrade God. to this, this, this oh. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Bankers. Uh, Dave, I think this has been a hugely successful segment. We know everything there is to know about babysitting now. There's only one thing left to do, Dave. Do you have anything you'd like to plug?
0: You know, you know, uh, I didn't until we started this call. But as we were talking, I probably saw I grabbed a legal pad over here, or actually some notes for a case, and I wrote it down. So, and uh, oh, I see you get a new notepad. Uh, I do. Um, restaurant supply stores. Ooh,
1: it sounds intriguing.
0: Yeah, these are, are gotta be like my favorite places now. You know, and, uh, I went to, I went to one to buy, uh, some pizza pans before, like, this is like, before, this is this before the pandemic. So it was like, it's late February or, you know, be, very beginning of March. In mm-hmm. this place out in sort of like the, the more like Asian district of, of Portland. And, like they're like, it's like a big warehouse. You can get anything you want in a restaurant, um, you know, like from like, you know, like ketchup dispensers. So you could find your, maybe your vending machine, uh, to, to like a large sushi boat. You know, you see in a sushi restaurant, like they have like yeah large wooden boats. There's like every, everything under the sun or everything in a restaurant and you just walk through and everything is super cheap and it is ridiculously fun.
1: It honestly sounds like fun just to walk through, even before I get into the idea that, like, the, the, just, like, you can just pick, like, three of those things. You're just the guy who has that one of those things. You don't have to buy, oh, yeah. like, everything that's in the restaurant. But you're like, yeah, when, when I serve this thing, it comes out on a sushi boat, and it's just fucking cool, and you get excited to make that thing. Or maybe you get, like, some special bowls or some weird shit. Ch- I like that idea a lot. That's really fun.
0: Yeah, and you have to—at least I do. I have to like really steer away from my like impulse buying tendencies and you know, sort of pack rat tendencies. And like, do I need a sushi boat? Like, <laughs> it is, it is like it's only two hundred ninety-five dollars. I mean, like, you know, I, I'm sure I could I, I, I could find a use for that, right? Like, it seems like a really good deal for a sushi boat.
1: It's like, well, if I use it three nights a week
0: exactly for 150 not saying like, like $295 weeks. is actually a lot of money but yeah. like for a sushi boat it seems pretty reasonable
1: yeah. like I will be riding this sushi boat to profit town in a mere <laughs> yeah. three yeah. years if I just buy it now
0: yeah, right like my daughter uses a tubby toy uh, what else can I do with this
1: we can use it at her graduation we can use it at her college graduation exactly <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that's a great recommendation. Um, yeah, it's like
0: a warehouse full of shit like that.
1: Yeah, that's very fun. Uh, I also have a plug. I don't know if this has come up during the video portion of the podcast, but I have started painting my fingernails. I was going to ask,
0: That's like, are they the same color? It looked like the one was a little more green.
1: Uh, these are all the same color. There is one that has uh, weird confetti
0: here. Very nice.
1: But, yeah, uh, I had always kind of wanted to start uh, painting my fingernails, but I either, at all points in my life, I either belonged to too many conservative institutions where I feared for my reputation or I had no money at all. But then now, in this period of my life, i have a tiny bit of money and i don't leave my house i can do whatever i want to my appearance, and so i just started doing it let me tell you i was very bad at it at first but i've been starting to get better and uh it's really fun so if anybody else out there is like man i wish i was one of those guys who just painted his fingernails uh you can do it too and then if you're ever like hanging out trying to do your work all day like i am and you get bored you can look down at your hand and remember that it's pretty i like that part
0: it's nice. Looks good, man. Yeah. How'd you do with the uh, sparkly one?
1: Uh, I have insanity sparkly stuff that uh-huh. I'm holding up here. It is weird. It is really. I, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure the uh, nail manu- The the polish manufacturer did not like purchase confetti from some sort of party store, but it feels a lot like slopping confetti onto your nail. It is a very different experience than anything else, and you just kind of keep going back in there and glopping stuff on and then put the same sort of top coat on as everything else, and it looks great. That's good. But yeah, I like it a lot. I highly recommend uh, everyone else look into it, and I have great recommendations on uh, polish brands if anybody wants to, to hit me up. But beyond that, Dave, I've had a fantastic time. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
0: Same. No, I had fun. You too, man. Thank you for having me.
1: Best wishes in the intervening
0: day.